1: dating your computer? She's not just a computer. You always wanted to have a
0: wife without the challenges of actually dealing with anything real. I'm glad that you found someone. I don't know what I want. Ever. Am I in this because I'm strong enough for a real relationship? Is it not a real relationship? Of it
1: because I don't think you'd feel so alone anymore. you beautiful.
0: That's part of the trailer for the movie Her, the Oscar-nominated story of a man who falls in love with a computer operating system, which is voiced by the actress Scarlett Johansson. It deals with an issue that has concerned computer scientists and other thinkers for decades, namely whether machines can replicate human consciousness. An early test for artificial intelligence was set by the British mathematician Alan Turing in 1950, but his so-called Turing test has been criticised by many for failing to capture what's unique about being human. Among those critics is Phil Maguire, who runs a course on computational
1: thinking at NUI Maynooth. I started by asking him to explain the Turing test. So Alan Turing, uh, he was one of the founding fathers of computer science. He noticed that we readily attribute feelings to other people. And his idea was that if you could get a machine to to act like a person, then you might as well attribute feelings to it as well. So he came up with the idea of what's now commonly known as the Turing test. The idea is that you have a computer and a person hidden away, perhaps inside a room, and outside the room there's a human judge. And the goal of the human judge is to tell apart the machine from the person through textual interaction. And if the judge can't tell them apart, then the computer is deemed to have passed the Turing test. They act sufficiently human-like that the judge can't tell them apart. Others such as John Searle have criticized this idea as, as a standard or a test for machine feelings or machine consciousness. So Searle came up with the idea of the Chinese room argument. He imagines himself inside a Chinese room and he's got this rule book which tells him how to. Respond to questions in written Chinese by following the rule book and, and figuring out what to write down. And he imagines a, a native Chinese speaker outside the Chinese room who's passing in these messages, and Cern- Searle follows the rule book and he succeeds in crafting responses that convince the Chinese speaker outside the room that there really is somebody in there who understands Chinese, who has feelings and emotions and consciousness. So Searle's point is that he's showing that the Turing test isn't a reliable test for consciousness because there's nothing inside the Chinese room, even though it's managed to convince the native Chinese speaker that there's somebody inside who understands the Chinese, all there is really is just a rule book, um, a set of independent uh, detached rules which obviously don't feel anything or experience I- experience anything.
0: So what sort of test could be devised or has there been an- another test imagined that would show a computer or a piece of technology had feelings or had consciousness?
1: The thing about the Turing test, the weakness, you could say, is that it might pass the Turing test simply by exploiting weaknesses in human psychology. So if we go back, for example, there was the Eliza psychotherapist chatterbot written all of 50 years ago. And it was sometimes so convincing that there's many anecdotes of users becoming emotionally involved with it. So perhaps a more recent and stringent test is that the Hutter Prize, which is offered to computer programs which manage to describe as concisely as possible a hundred megabyte file of of text from Wikipedia. People are very good at expressing and representing textual information concisely because they're able to spot the patterns that link words together and that link sentences together. They understand the content, they understand the reasoning behind the text in Wikipedia. For a machine to achieve the same level of data compression it also has to spot the same patterns that are linking the words and sentences together. It seems there's, there's no way to cheat on this task other than spotting the patterns and, and understanding the meaning of the text. So this Hutter Prize could offer an improvement on the Turing Test, which is often based on tricking the judges.
0: Is there a point in this where, um, and, and maybe driven by the advance of technology, that, that computers or, or t- pieces of technology will ultimately either catch up or, or meet all the criteria of humanity or, or overtake uh, what it means to be human? Um, and does that put a kind of human beings in a, in a point where we're now more and more trying to find something that divides us or separates us from, from technology pleading exceptionalism?
1: My view is that humans really are exceptional. I kind of agree with Searle. A system must pass not just the Turing test to show that it's conscious but every conceivable test So there must be no way in which the system can be broken down into a set of discrete independent rules which are obviously non-conscious. The problem with machines is that a machine or computer is always going to be built by human hands. There's always going to be somebody out there who sat down and designed the system and understands how it works and the rules that it follows. So machines are limited by the fact that they adhere to this precisely defined mechanism. Computer programs in the future, they might become very sophisticated, they might seem human-like, we might be able to have a chat with them but we will always know that they're just machines that they're following a set of independent unfeeling rules our research group has recently published some work and we've been looking at human consciousness and we've shown that it can't be broken down in this way in the same way that a machine can we've uh, taken one of the leading theories of consciousness the integrated information theory by Tononi and we've proved that if the assumptions of the theory actually hold then it implies that what's going on in the brain involves non-computable processes, processes that can't be emulated by machine. So for that reason, I think machines will never succeed in emulating human capacities. Could
0: they overtake us, though, in many other capacities? Obviously, they're they're faster thinkers than us. Now they can uh, do functions with greater precision. They can operate perhaps in surgeries in in better way, reduce errors to a point that we can't, um, and so forth. And is this, in a sense, and it feeds into a fear around technology taking over and making humans redundant in the long run? Is that fear well founded?
1: So some researchers believe in something called the technological singularity. The idea is that we're seeing great advances in the amount of computing power available that are quite consistent. And the idea is that in the near future there might come a point where computers are actually able to improve themselves. At that point we'd see an exponential and then perhaps instantaneous takeoff in computer um, intelligence. Now, I, I believe that this idea involves a misunderstanding. So, intelligence is something which is hard to achieve. By definition, there's no easy way to create it. That's what we mean by intelligence. So, I don't think we've anything to fear here. Technology has certainly transformed our lives. It's made things easier by facilitating our interaction with the environment and enabling rapid long-distance communication between people. However, in the end, the ultimate standard of comprehension still resides in the human mind. For example, if you look at mathematicians, they continue to do nearly all of their work on paper. The proofs, they're, they're checked by people, not by programs. Uh, machines, you can use them for carrying out mundane tasks, but these have all, they've been comprehensively mapped out by humans. And what if, what if those machines break down? No matter what happens, we always need to have somebody who understands how the machine works to be able to fix it up and build new machines as well. Phil McGuire, thank you.